Hello, welcome to uh, Top 5 again. I'm John. And I'm Jack. Hi there. Hi mate, how you doing? Yeah, Lovely. Right, so today's session we are doing gangsters and um, what we're thinking is it's quite a big genre for us, quite a big genre anyway, and we'll probably do this as gangsters part one and come back and do part two later yeah, date. I think we're going to have to. Uh, this has been by far the hardest one yet for me. Um, this is th- this type of conversation is exactly why I wanted to do this podcast. Great stuff. Um, so depth, depth of the genre is very, very big. It's not just Italian sort of typical gangster stuff. There's a lot of stuff in this genre which I, I was looking through it thinking, oh, actually, is that more of a maybe a prison film or is it more of a different genre? Yeah, there's a few but debatable ones in there, I think. But if you were to say to somebody, "What's your top five films?" It's a good debate, right? But mm. just this opens it wide open. What's your top five gangster films? is just as hard and it opens up the debate about why are gangster films or why why is the gangster genre such a lends itself to movies yeah I, and I have this I, I have this sort of sick mindset that I, I want gangsters to succeed when I watch the films I want them to win yeah I don't want them to get caught and stuff they are this, they're, they're, a lot of them are set up as heroes though yeah. aren't they you know they are the main protagonists of films and Typically, it's an emotional experience where you will buy into somebody. Yeah. You know, and that's where, if you look at things more recently, Game of Thrones, where they're just killing off main lead characters, is it's almost like a bit of a, a mind bender, isn't yeah. it? It's like, wow, okay, that's different. And actually, when you think about gangsters, a lot of the gangsters are, are successful businessmen, great leaders, good managers, yeah. but they're just killing people and, 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 and illegal <laughs> activities, right? And interestingly, just to sort of Bit, bit, bit of a, a digression here. I'm currently doing Peaky Blinders, which oh, yeah. is um, fantastic. It's obviously a, a box set, not a film, so I won't be included in this. But exactly what you said, leader full of, um, you know, uh, hatred out there, you know, um, but gets all the great dialogue, great scripts, and all that sort of stuff. Um, pretty horrific scenes involved in that as well but really really good and also for the record um, we haven't included the Irishman in this because it isn't out yet yeah. but it's due to drop I think within the next week or two yeah. which which we're obviously very excited about that for obvious reasons it's a Scorsese film it's got Pacino it's got it's ten days De Niro <laughs> it's got I think it's got uh, Joe Pesci as well isn't it yeah. so it's ticking a lot of boxes so I'm very much looking forward to that very looking forward to that. So, um, but that's as you say, that's three and a half days long, yeah. not just hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great stuff. So, um, we normally start this podcast by doing um, top five uh, based upon the IMDb. So, just going to run excited that. about this, but also scared because we thought this is such a big, big topic that it's going to need two parts. But on reflection, if the IMDb top five is is good and strong, and we both duplicated it, then this is going to be a twenty minute episode. Yeah, it could just be like really yeah. really quick. Um, actually, I'm looking at the top five. There are some films in my in mind that are also in this top five. So in, in reverse order, um, we've got City of God, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, Rio de Janeiro, yeah, Brazilian set piece, fantastic. In fourth place, The Departed. Okay. Um, I think. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing cast in that, including Jack Nicholson, obviously. Yeah, Scorsese number. Modern. Going into number three, um, Godfather Part Two, which has held up as probably, well, obviously one of the best gangster films of all time. What, or the third best? Even the third best. Yeah, <laughs> gangster film of all time. <laughs> even, even on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, It'd be interesting. Who rates IMDb actually? By the way, I don't. I know Rotten Tomatoes. You that people are authorized reviewers. Okay. So you and I can just so go like a crowd and slate a film. There's there's a yeah. There's a subset. So some films will only have 50, 60 reviews of them. Okay. And IMDb, I think, is similar. Because that's that's interesting. Because in number two is The Godfather, okay. with a nine point two rating. Okay. And at number one is Goodfellas. With an eight point seven rating. Oh, so it must be average. Well, I don't know because obviously a nine point two from The Godfather. So, as as hosts of a film podcast, we should probably do some research into how how IMDb <laughs> structures their ratings. Because we're referencing it. But yeah. 
you know, the, the premise of this is that we think some of those top top lists are fundamentally flawed because I think you we've we've mentioned it in other podcasts where the top fives have been heavily uh, influenced by recent blockbuster Disney Pixar films and stuff that aren't necessarily in the right category but yeah. they've been viewed by so many people and high and highly rated that they've ended up in the top which don't, I'm not saying it's wrong but that's the point of our discussions right yeah but, so that top five list is is pretty similar to my top five pretty similar yeah yeah, yeah I've got a couple in there so what so should we start with one of your top fives and obviously what we're saying here there's no particular order like IMDB they are just five of our top gangster films and we've also got some honourable mentions as usual yeah. in here as well just because it's so big so we are suggesting splitting this episode into two parts so we might just go maybe do a top two or three each with a few honourable mentions and then part two yeah close sounds off good with a sort of two um, or, or if there's a lot of duplication we'll just add in a couple of extras to talk about because they're that good sounds but good I struggle with this Massively, and I actually, as we talk, I've only got four. But during this course of discussion, I'm going to promote one of my 28 honorable mentions. <laughs> only 28 yeah, honorable mentions into a fifth. Right. Wow. Okay, that's um, really good. I mean, I think we could have a whole podcast on honorable mentions yeah. that don't make it in. So I'm going to go straight in then on my fifth. Oh no, not fifth, but the, the first yeah. one we're talking about, and it's Goodfellas. Yeah, go on then. Um, which is, if I remember right, one of the first gangster films I ever saw actually, when I was far too young to see it. So yeah, obviously we disclose our ages here. I mean, yeah. you, you you were born in the, the sort of like the early eighties. Yeah. And you were born in the early eighteen hundreds. Hey, Victorian Pasco. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so so state the obvious. Why Goodfellas? Good, uh, just even if you ignore the cast, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, just the the more of a modern edge on gangster films. A lot of the we'll talk about the Godfather ones, but it's much more into modern times. But the whole well, it's a true story for for stars. True isn't story. It? Yeah. Henry Hill. The boy in a torn neighbourhood starts picking up yeah. work for a local mobster yeah. works up the ranks makes some big decisions you know grows up with with gangster friends and then obviously we'll talk about the end later on great soundtrack in there as well awesome Clearly. soundtrack so many memorable quotes and moments and and oh. favourite scene it'd have to be the shoe shine box <laughs> nice um, with I forget the name of the the made man now um, is it Butts or Betts okay um, yeah. who you know antagonises Joe Pesky's character um, into a response and then obviously uh, they end up beating him to death Billy Bats. Billy Bats. that's it I knew it was Betts or Butts or something so Billy Bats, <coughs> who you know obviously Godfather, Goodfellas, all that cast ends up in Sopranos yeah. later on, yeah. um, and that actor plays one of the main. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It's, it's almost Tony like Soprano. Italian mafia gangster films, all about sort of families, mm. extended families. But if you look at the the top films that have been made, it feels like it is that family just yeah. making those films as well in again, real life. <laughs> again and again and again. But that yeah, that's my favourite scene. Also, like the the there's, a, there's so is a, that the one where. Um, Ray Liotta is laughing at Joe Pesci and he turns around and goes what's so funny what's so no, funny because no, that's, 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 that's in like their nightclub that they oh, go to of course, yeah, so sorry, this yeah. is they're in a bar which is owned oh, by I think right. De Niro's character maybe yeah um, and basically do you say it's Betts Butts yeah Billy Bats. Billy Bats. that's sorry Bats' character starts taking a mick out of Joe Pesci right. and he doesn't like it which in like you just mentioned a few other scenes in the movie people make a bit of a joke at him and he does react badly but then he also can take a joke a bit as well so um, he's a psychopath yeah Bats ends up pushing it too far by yeah. saying he's too short and that's stuff that's right yes and as a throwaway remark that tips him over the edge he says you know grab your fucking shoeshine box nice. um, and nice. they basically beat him but th this underlying bit in that scene for me without going too deep straight away in the first film is that they all know that they shouldn't be beating this guy up he's a made man he, he's picked yeah. a fight with Joe Pesky. Joe Pesky hasn't done anything to him. He's picked a fight in him. But as soon as Pesky kicks off him, De Niro and Liotta are immediately stamping on his face and getting straight in. Back, backing him right the up. The loyalty, you know, is incredible. Because at that time, 
he, he isn't a made man, is he? Pesky isn't, no. No, and I don't think he ever does become a made man. I think he's, well, um, they trick him his name's end. Tommy DeVito. Yeah, they trick him at the end by saying, of course they do. we're going to make you, yes. and then they get retribution for Bats's murder and it basically he's just becoming a problem yeah. like he's solving yeah, exactly. so go into a room pretend that you're going to be made up and then you open up the room and there's just like a load of plastic on the floor which is there nobody tonight. there and they shoot him in the face so his mother can't have an open casket lovely um, there's so many bits like that in the film that actually this is probably good while we're having a two part right because like, they bury his body yes. Bats's body they yeah. then find out that the I think there's some construction work or something going on where they buried his body, so they have to dig it up again. <laughs> they're all thrown up while they're digging it up. Oh, yeah. His wife asks why the car stinks so much. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the Rayleigh Otter and his wife relationships are really good sort of side story as yeah. well. Like, yeah, yeah. I get, I get it. It's like... Um, the um, the babysitter involved as yeah. well and like oh no, that, that's paranoia I just like the last 10 to 15 minutes I mean I think it's one of the the greatest last sort of 10 15 minutes of any film because obviously it does it wraps it up as oh, he, he enters into like the witness protection stuff mm. but it's that anxiety with a helicopter paranoia. the coke fueled paranoia yeah. going on it's like I told you to do this I told you to do that and the casual nanny sort of like going oh sharp it'll be fine yeah. sort of thing he's just going oh my god fatal flaw yeah uh, that helicopter bit when he's driving he thinks the helicopter's following him and, and ultimately it probably is but he looks yellow jaundice beads yeah. of sweat coming off him it's just like yeah you're in you're in a massive coke fueled anxiety yeah. rage <laughs> So good though, and, and obviously we're overlooking the middle parts of the film, and mm. you know De Niro with the whole um, De Niro's character with the whole huge bank robbery, yeah. um, and then you know he tells all of the crew not to buy anything obvious, and they start buying new cars and fur coats and stuff, and Brilliant. he starts picking them off. Take one that by off. One. Take that off. Um, so, and then ultimately, I think you know there is that scene which is sort of a willy or won't he where Liotta's wife is told by De Niro you know I've got some jackets or whatever around the back just yes. go down this shady alleyway and there's a sort of a it's implied, never confirmed it's implied that implied anxiety just through the, like thinking is, is this in your list or not it is in my list so we might as well carry it so got, yeah, run it off so obviously director Scorsese yeah, yeah. so you've got the like that scene where I just said about De Niro get with the coats it's a completely nothing scene it's just you know, just go down there. There's some coats, but so so weighted just, with anxiety, just, paranoia, just to create that sort of like, what somebody's going to get hit here. And watching it, you feel like, no, no, don't go down there, don't go down there, don't you, no, 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 don't. But there's nothing in it. Yeah, you know, it's great. And they, they never confirm anything. You never know anything about that moment again in the film. So subtle. So good. Um, very, very good indeed. So um, there's a few facts. On yeah. this, we could I'm interested to know what year actually. Well, you say you, you were too young to watch this, but did you watch it when it first came out? No, I don't think so. I think so, I when did you it. watch it? Was it sort of like a VHS release, sort of like yeah. mid to late 90s or something like that? Or, or was it like, was this a deer hunter moment where you'd no. never seen it? No, this is like I said, it was the first gangster film I saw, and I just couldn't believe it. And, that, and actually, it, it primed me for the casts of gangster films. Okay. But I used to think Ray Liotta would be in loads of films, and obviously he wasn't. Yeah, he kind of went on to do... I mean, he was in, like, the Hannibal Lecter follow-up. He was in a few, sort of, uh, prisons, escape sort of mm. movies, and he's turned up on a few bits and pieces, but not a main Hollywood leading man. And when you look at the others, though, like, the other cast members turn up in every other gangster Basically. Film again Basically. Yeah. So, year-wise, do I guess this? or do Yeah, we... you've got to guess the year. You've so... also got to guess the budget and what it took at the box office. So that's going to be in US Tough. dollars. So I'm going to go 85. Mate, no way. Later? Yeah, it's later. Not later. So it's 1990. Oh, 1990. So just half a decade out. Just five, just the which, five years. Which I think will show your age. And, I, and I'm saying that because I distinctly remember it when came this out. came out. Yeah. And uh, a mate of mine had it on a, one of those VHS unofficial recordings. Of course he did. Of course he did. And um, I was like, yeah, you've got, you've got to watch this. And like you, I was just completely blown away by how fresh it felt, and it was like the running commentary of the film as well. It's mm. like, oh, ever since I was a little kid, da, 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 yeah. that, that sets the tone. And it's just like, okay, where's this going? But it's like, 
if you watched things that came a little bit after it like um, things like Snatch and Lock Stock yeah. where it's that kind of cutting set pieces and bits and pieces with a bit of dialogue running over it it felt like an early one of I know those you mean, which both of those films incidentally are in my 28 <laughs> yeah. mentions. do I talk about them but actually also being on the other side of the fence here and trying to guess the years and the box office and budget is really hard very hard so uh, so what are you going well, to go for? So they so so how much did it cost to be to, budget, to so make? There's a, there's a big cast. So Nineteen ninety. That big at the time, and it's a very. I'm. I don't think it would have been that big budget, but it is Scorsese. So I'm going to go. Fifteen million. It's not a bad shout, actually. That is not a bad shout. It's twenty-five. Okay. I was so going to go twenty, good. but it might be too punchy for nineteen ninety, but. No, that's that's not. Twenty five is quite a lot of money though back then for for a film. But yeah. So and box and office, I'm actually box thinking could be easier. Yeah. So I reckon when you look at something like twenty five million. I think it's going to be taken. You know, almost ten times that. So two hundred million. It's good, isn't it, doing this because. Unfortunately, your 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 way out. My way out. It's forty six point eight. No way. Yeah. Shit. Which is which is incredible, isn't it? Because it's 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 the number one time. gangster film yeah. of all time. Only took, well, less than twice as much. Yeah, well, they, that would have been a, they they'd have lost on that because of the marketing and. Quite possibly, and obviously that's, I mean, we think that's just um, cinema takings rather than anything else. Yeah. I mean, they, they probably sold 50 million quid worth in posters, shit yeah, like exactly. that afterwards, because that's now what, 29 years old? Yeah, or shoe shine boxes. Shoe shine boxes and yeah. Joe Pesci masks. Joe Pesci masks, good. Little, little fact here um, apparently, just before um, filming, uh, the real Henry Hill was paid $480,000. What, does the backhander? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess there was probably some protracted negotiations about selling his story because yeah. I think he, he did he did the book Wise Guy which yeah. is what it was based upon he's probably like well yeah if you want the screenplay rights or to do this film cough it up Hollywood I, I do remember at the end of it they say Henry Hill went into the witness protection program he, he went to prison or whatever and he was due for it says something like due for parole in 2005 or something when he's 80 years old or something like that so presumably he's dead now, is he? I don't know, actually. I'll we'll have to do some research on that. Definitely. There's, I mean, I've just remembered, right, just now, thinking <laughs> about it, there's a, a bit of interference in the background, there's a helicopter. There's a helicopter, is um, it the last 10 minutes of Goodfellas? Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure, I'm hoping not getting wires crossed there, but there is a scene with Joe Pesky playing poker and the waiter boy little yeah. boy laughs at him or something laughs yeah. at a joke that he ends up shooting him he shoots him in the foot yeah. I remember that waiter's called Spider I think oh and right the waiter then is the actor that plays Chris Moltisanti in oh, Sopranos okay yeah I think you're um, probably yeah. I forget his name uh, in real life but just another one of the he gang he was a teenager in that and then he massive role in Sopranos but um, I'm gutted I've got that so far off budget wasn't bad but year of yeah, box office you did well there actually surprising actually and I, there's, a, there's a spin-off podcast potentially on you know films that are so highly rated and iconic and well known and incredible but that haven't done particularly well at the box office yeah I don't obviously I well a classic one is Shawshank Redemption yeah. almost straight to VHS yeah. that's another four day long film but um, I'd like to know if you know, I was too young, like I said, then to watch it when it came out. But was it too strong back then for the nineties? Was it what, well, way too violent? And I don't think so. I mean, I remember watching basically stuff like Steven Seagal, yeah. which is, I suppose, now it's kind of mocked for its sort of almost hammy acting. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching that as a teenager, and that was fairly violent stuff. Um, I'm, I'm glad you've mentioned Steven Seagal in the greatest but only because his stuff was fairly brutal yeah. um, and actually 
I think of of a similar era. If I if, if we, are we done with Goodfellas? I don't know if we're going to sort of just. Well, it's your turn next, but I think we could do an hour on Goodfellas. Yeah, we've got to draw a line under somewhere, um, but I don't think there's any doubt that it's it's got to be up there. I wouldn't if I was for if you put gun to my head and said it was your favourite. <laughs> what's your favourite? I wouldn't say Goodfellas. Okay, but that's interesting. It's, it's in my top five. Well, I just think it's it, and for me to close it off. Yeah, I mean it's in my top five when I first saw it, completely blown away. And it's one of the few films that I was like, I want this experience again. I want to watch this film as a new yeah. viewer again, because it's so exciting to watch. There's something new <coughs> at every angle. Oh, yeah. And actually, there's... And it's like, if I see it on ITV2 at one o'clock in the morning after I've come in from the pub, I might just go, oh, I'll just put that on for five minutes yeah. and stay up You're and watch it. it. And, and actually, like, there's a, a couple of films in, in my five here that I will watch every year, religiously. Nice. And I will carve out time to watch them every year. Okay. So, so actually, so if we could segue off the point about how horrifically violent, if it was too hardcore. Yeah. Um, I'll move you into uh, a film that was, I think, made at a similar sort of time. Um, maybe a little bit of a curveball, this one. But I, I, I've made my top five around films that I was like, yeah, jaw-droppingly good, rather than, you know, the, the hailed as you know, cinemas, cinematic excellence or whatever it is. Yeah, okay. So I'm throwing New Jack City in mm. here. Um, which That's interesting, not in my top five. Not in your honourable list either, I wouldn't not have thought. Not in my honourable list either, no. And I just remember watching this thinking, that's a hardcore film, because it's, it's gang drug-related. And I think at the time, it was very sort of... Um, Talk about that sort of social realism going on. I mean, crack cocaine was a, is and was a growing drug sort of yeah, epidemic yeah. problem, and it really focused on that and the commercial opportunities that drug lords would, would take from it. And it was like Wesley Snipes, Ice T, um, yeah. um, going in and sort of like going head to head, and it's like, yeah, we're going to put up a, a drug lord. Wesley Snipes hard man against really an iced tea really good mention actually because it's not the stereotypical gangster film no but it's about gangs and drugs and crime yeah and making money yeah and, and the Pivotal. power and the power play yeah um, yeah so I was, I was like yeah that's alright it's right. a good, good um, curveball but there are some scenes in it which are quite brutal yeah there are some shootings there's mm. some, some death scenes in it um, there are some scenes where I think Chris Rock is in it as somebody who's like um, is recruited by the police to infiltrate the, the tower block where they're producing the crack cocaine yeah. and I think he gets done over and that's particularly unpleasant and it's like that anxiety about is he going to get found because he's bugged up and uh, got a wire on <clears throat> so there's, yeah, there's some, some, some nice little scenes in that and, I, and, it, and there was that sort of crossover where you had rappers becoming actors and I think Ice-T went on to do a whole bundle of stuff on the back of that as well so I have absolutely no idea who directed that oh we, oh god I, I was going to no say um, I was going to say it, I was going to no say Mario Van Peebles but I think Mario Van Peebles is in it I have no idea. Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't. Am, I, am I doing the IMDb for you? You're, yeah, I'm not doing right. the search. Let, let me do it then. Cheating, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, look. so, why else did he do that? Maybe I'm talking utter nonsense. Maybe he was just. Oh, so it was directed by Mario Van Peebles. So, what else has he done? Uh, so, Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he did one film. No, he's like. Um, let me have a look at his filmography. Uh, very, very. So, cool. is he in it as well then? No, I think uh, <laughs> he he's no, no, I don't think he is in it. But he directed it. It's just I remember Mario Van Peebles because I just thought it was a really cool name. Um, Occupation is an actor, film director. Started in nineteen seventy one. Okay. Um, just trying to think. He's got his career here on, on it, IMDb, but it's filmography. Right, here we go. Includes, let's see what we've got in here. There's probably some really good stuff in here. Carlito's Way Rise to Power. Okay. Which sounds obviously like a follow up. Yeah. Um, Badass, which, I mean, it's 
It's Badass. Ali, uh, Judgment okay, Day. Okay, so there's a couple um, of good ones in there. I've never heard of them. Uh, there's a load of things like Gunman, Panther, Solo, Riot. Um, Highlander, The Final Dimension, 1994. Full Eclipse he did, which I believe is a very good gangster film. Uh, Blue Bay. So yeah, he's done stuff. He's done stuff. Okay. Jaws, The Revenge. I wouldn't, you know, I'd, I'd put... I wouldn't make my top five, but obviously, yeah. But you see, you, you have seen it. Yeah, a long time ago. So, which actually brings me to think about the date of it. Yeah. Um, Bearing in mind what I was saying about Goodfellas. Goodfellas is 90. I'd put, <coughs> I'd put New Jack City at 90 as well, or 80, 89 is probably too early. But is it one of those ones that actually is going to be 88, but... It's, I'll go for 90 again. Okay. It's 1991. Oh, getting closer. It's also got Judd Nelson in it. Oh. Just to throw that one in. The so Chris Rock, Ice T, Judd Nelson. The snooker player. Who? The snooker player. <laughs> Judd Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think, I think he's got a different surname. But, uh, I think that might be Judd Trump. Um, so It's not nice being on the other side of the, of the guessing game. I feel <laughs> like it's such tremendous pressure. Yeah, because you don't want to make a big error yeah. oh, certainly not on dates you should be able to get dates within a few years unless we're talking a really old film well, yeah. um, so budget what do yeah. you reckon that was I'd go low so this is a year later yeah. Goodfellas was 25 mil basically had De Niro in it he yeah. probably swallowed a big chunk of that but Wesley would have cost a lot Wesley I think yeah um, so I I've got Five million? Not bad, not bad. Eight million. Oh, okay. That's really good. That's getting really good. Better. You're getting in the zone. Getting better. Um, box office box office takings. So if Goodfellas in nineteen ninety was forty five million. Yeah. New Jack in ninety one, not as popular. But it might have been at the time. Five eight million box eight million budget. Eight million budget. If Goodfellas has done twenty five to forty five budget to box, I'll go 20 okay I, I, I get your thinking I, I think at the time Wesley was quite a big pull okay um, and probably word went around that this is a half decent tasty film yeah. but also because it's I think it's probably an 18 certificate as well and I think with certification okay. that obviously cancels out a lot of the audience doesn't it anyway box office takings was 47.6 so more so than good yeah so in, terms, so in terms of a success story New Jack City is well I'm relatively speaking cost like a quarter of what it cost to make Goodfellas and made a bit more utter madness but obviously well doesn't have the longevity it's very much a period piece yeah. whereas Goodfellas is a biographical story so I think it stands the test of time because you're not it's not a social story as such yeah. it's just a biography just done really really well Great. Okay, so that was that was one from me. A lot quicker um, on that one. Yeah, just get through that because it's, I don't, don't think it has the weight of a Goodfellas or maybe. A, but I like the way you've chosen it. It's nice. Yeah, it's just one of those which I just remember, and I and I could watch that. Yeah. Again, no problems. Um, do you want to give us another one of your top five? Yeah, so I'm going to go in here, which might be obvious, but not so. I'm going Scarface. Okay. Now, I, I was doing a little bit of research on this. Yeah. There are two Scarface films. Are there? Yeah, well, there's one from 1938. Okay, so it's not that one. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's obviously the Pacino. Say hello to my little friend one. Yeah. Um, Tony Montana. So what's, what makes this one stand out? It's, I mean, you can do paint-by-numbers gangster films with the whole, you know... Bad upbringing, rising through the ranks, yeah. doing, making difficult choices, and it sliding doors moments where it goes different ways. And it's the same with this guy, right? A few broken drug deals, uh, big retribution attempts, and, and then ends up, you know, taking over the world, kind of thing. Yeah, um, it's got iconic. Um, you see the poster for that, the black yeah. and white. You see yeah. it everywhere. It's just become iconic, hasn't it? Yeah. For some reason, that whoever designed that poster. It's just done and a it, fantastic I mean, it job. In, it's probably on every episode of MTV Cribs <laughs> in, in, in people's cinema rooms and stuff like that. <coughs> yeah, um, it, it's just such a 
such an epic, epic film for me. You know, groundbreaking um, content in in a time as well where for Pacino, in between post post the name of the film, which I'm not going to talk about yet, okay. um, that is in my top five. Um, you might but, give it away, but but, <laughs> but pre one of the sequels, okay, in, sandwiched in between, probably not a good film for him to do. Like, I don't know, depending when he did it and the what he was doing at that time. But yeah, so that probably is it, this piece sits in the middle of that yeah, trilogy thing. that you're not going to refer yeah. to. Well, I didn't say it was a trilogy, but thanks for giving the only last bit away. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'm way digressing here, but I'd love to hear the conversation with the agent that you know. Should I do this film? No, 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 Al. You don't want to get typecast in. Yes. Um, you know the, these types of things. I know he's, he's Cuban. I think in this though, isn't he? Or he's yeah. South so American, he's a, he's a Cuban he? immigrant yeah. coming into Florida or Miami or something yeah. like that. And I just one of the opening scenes is, or very early in the film, I think, is when he gets a chainsaw and he's and he's, he's kind of chained to a rail yeah, in the bathroom. The has gone bad. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, right, I, how am I going to get out of this? And that's where you you kind of see his. His take on life, his brutality, the fact that, do you know what? Yeah, I'm probably not afraid to die, but I'm not going to die because I haven't done what I needed to do. Yeah, and I remember distinctly the beginning of the film, the shirts he's wearing are absolutely yeah. outrageous. Beautiful Hawaiian numbers. Um, but, whew, I mean, the, again, director, I couldn't tell you the director. Okay, so um, so actually, this is that, that's quite interesting. So... The guy who's done, I think, some really great stuff. So um, it's Brian De Palma. Okay. But it's um, but it was written by another huge uh, director who did a lot of Vietnam films. Um, it was written by Oliver Stone. Okay, yeah, of course. So if you look at um, so it's Pacino, how much has Pacino done with Stone? So Brian Brian De Palma did things like The Untouchables. Um, he did a Mission Impossible and did like Carrie back in 1972. Yeah. Great horror film. So um, yeah, a lot, a lot. He also did. Um, he was also involved in Carlito's Way. Okay, that would make sense. Not in my top five. Okay. Um, but so you can say what isn't in your top five. I'm happy to. Which, which you know, read between the <laughs> but lines. But probably gets an honourable mention. Mm. Um, female lead. Uh, that must have been an early, early film. If not the first for Pfeiffer. Yeah, great. Um, how old was Michelle Pfeiffer in that? Oh my god. Yeah, no idea. But yeah, I mean, well, when was the film made? So, so yeah, so this is, I know it's in between some, but it's very 70s at the start of it, but it ends very 80s, so I'm going to yeah. go mid 80s, so. Yeah. 85? Not bad, it's 83. Oof. But very much. Damn it, I was one year off. It does seem to be a sort of a, a film of its period. Yeah. Um, uh, clothes. You can't, can't get past the clothes in some films when they dress modern. Yeah. They can only dress as modern as the era, can't they? That's so. right. But, you know, go back to the poster and his suit, it's kind of like that's, that's a late 70s, early 80s number, if, mm. if ever there was one. And it's like. Even though, as you say, the clothes, the settings and surroundings and, and all that feels very 80s, I, th I think still this is a film that you can watch at any time. Oh, yeah. At any time. Family friendly. Christmas yeah, day, yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Pop this one on. But, and I can guns. remember as a kid, probably before I'd even seen the film, the phrase, say hello to my little friend. And it was like, this is, it's probably because it was parodied so yeah, much. Everywhere. And it was just like, it just became part of playground DNA things yeah. to say. But I mean, that scene in particular, I, I never quite got the thing with the sister, that he was so protective over the sister, mm. but in the end, when he's all binged up, it's, like, it's almost like a sexual thing going on. Ravaged by coke I know, but fuel weird. Blurring like, the I felt lines. like there was almost this sexual thing with his sister, but... Um, was that Mary Elizabeth... Ma Ma yeah, Michelson, no. Um, so, but, but, but at the end, obviously, when it's after the say hello to my little friend, it's a bit cheesy 
Yeah. But, you know, he falls into the fountain, doesn't he? Yes. The fountain soaks his blood up, turns red, <laughs> and then it pans back and the fountain's got the globe on it. And it's like, the world is yours or whatever. Or, you know, yeah. I can't remember what it says, but... Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, Pablo Escobar-esque um, film. But so mid-80s uh, is a good shout for that. But, again... I don't know what else Pacino would have been doing at the time. It's interesting. I'm just looking at IMDb a little bit here. Michelle Pfeiffer was an unknown actress when she appeared oh, in Scarface. Exactly. And both star Al Pacino and director Brian De Palma initially argued against her casting. Oh, right. She's done well to get into that, hasn't she's she? She's done well to carve an entire career out of that one film, yeah. <laughs> I think she's done well to do really good things. Um, music by Giorgio Moroder. Mm. Wow. I think he of Electric Dreams or something yeah. like that. So probably. listen back to that soundtrack. Um, so really, uh, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at Al Pacino's filmography actually, and he did Scarface in '83. Uh, he did Author yeah. in '82, Revolution in '85. Did three films in the eighties. Oh really? Yeah, three film. films. Yeah. Do, you, do you reckon he was paid in cocaine then? Probably. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was almost. Bu- Autobiographical. Paid in cocaine and guns. Yeah. And given like a, a small island off Cuba yeah. in payment. So he's, he's in the 80s. Probably after the success of the other films that shall re- remain nameless and potentially until part two, uh, he's probably just slowed down a bit for the 80s. Um, um, slowed down. I mean, I don't know what, what his payment was or, 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 or royalties were in this, but pro- probably a good uh, time for you to have a little crack at how much yeah. it cost to make. And what the returns were at the box office. I've got no idea, but I think it would be expensive because it was a it was a big film. There was lots of sets and people. Lots of sets, yeah. Yeah, and who who, who was who who played the um, the leading bad guy in it? um, Said leading bad guy. It was a guy that he sort of like kind of double crossed. So I was digressing there away from your own. You can have a cut. So I was just trying to buy you some time. Yeah. Otherwise, you get it. A- no, so I mean, I think it'd be expensive, but this is why I'm massively thrown off because I'm, I'm trying to use the other ones you've told me as a benchmark. Give, give, I'm just going to read something out, just give you a little bit of time here. Yeah. So, Oliver Stone, he wrote the script for Scarface apparently while struggling with his own addiction to cocaine. Oh. It's quite nice. Yeah. Nice you use know. of personal demons there. Exactly. Um, you know. So, somebody who loves his work. <laughs> Yeah. Takes his work home or out. So, I Goodfellas was seven years later and cost 25 million. I reckon I, I'm going to go 25 as well for this because although it was earlier, I reckon it would have been expensive for the time. Yeah. So, how much? 25. Okay. Million. Okay, so um, it was made on a budget of thirty-seven. So not. So what did you say? Twenty-five. Yeah, that is expensive. It must be really expensive for the time. I said eighty-three. I suppose so, but I I would like to know how much like Al Pacino was paid, how much Brian De Palma was paid, how much Oliver Stone was paid for writing it. Yeah. Get into some of that detail on some of these at at some point. Um, Twenty-five. Box office takings. See, I do remember reading in the past that it wasn't that successful in the box office at the time. Um, fairly long film, quite okay. niche. Yeah, so length of, like, the, 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 the running length of this is 170 minutes. Yeah, so nearly three hours long. Um, yeah. So, I think that this is going to be in the same ballpark as the other two spoken about so 50 million 47 50 million 47 50 is not bad I'll read there's a little bit on the box office takings here from the IMDB website yeah. Scarface was released theor- theatrically in North America on December the 9th 1983 the film done four and a half million from 1996 during its opening weekend right. um, it ranked as the second highest grossing film of that weekend behind sudden impact oh yeah um it went on to earn 45.4 in North America and 20.4 in other markets, so a total of 65.8. 65. And um, it made Scarface the 16th highest grossing film of 1983. Which, in a way, gives you gives you an idea of what films were making yeah. in there. So I don't know what 
I mean, we could probably go on to highest grossing films of 1983, which would be quite interesting. Yeah. And digress. And we could do a top five highest grossing films of all time as well, because this week in the news, did you hear about Joker? So, yeah. Joker sets the break, is just broken or going to break the one billion. That's crazy, isn't it? Which is the first time an R-rated or... It is amazing. Have you seen that? No, not yet. It no. is just... It? I mean, I think it's jaw-droppingly is good. It? I mean, I took... Uh, and uh, it's not been released in China either, which is a big that's thing for right. the box office. So yeah. it's basically done, I think it's done something like a couple of hundred million in the States and then like five, six hundred million worldwide. I, I know people who've seen it, I know people who've seen it seven times, which is probably adding to the box office stuff, isn't there it? Go, it's just like yeah. absolutely nuts. I mean, I'd happily go and see it again, even though it, is, it feels like a bit of a, a one-man show of somebody's mental illness and breakdown, but it's done in the guise of... Um, a comic book, yeah, it's mental. Just um, so top nineteen eighty three, yeah, just a, just a segue I there. So um, Scarface so was sixteenth. So I, I can quickly run run these through with yeah. um, box office takings as well. So number ten, risky business. Okay, uh, 60, how much? Sixty three and a half. This is not much in it. Uh, something called Mr. Mum, <laughs> which I don't remember, never seen. No. 60, let's call it 65. Staying Alive. You're Brilliant little. Um, well, are we doing uh, music mu- musicals at all? I don't know what that was saying. Right, 65. Sudden Impact, 68. Octa. Mr. Mum was Michael Keaton. Okay. I don't know. I mean, we're embarrassing ourselves here about a lack of film knowledge. Mate. Well, what's the rating on it? Nine eighty three, sixty five million in the box office. It's crazy, isn't it? Christopher Lloyd, Michael Keaton. Half oh, decent cast, that. I quite like both of those guys. But anyway. Okay. Um, uh, this is this has to be a first for a gangster topic. Christopher Lloyd, Michael Keaton, Mr. Um, anyway. no, number six, Octopussy. Okay. Yeah. Sixty eight, oh. War Games. At five, great 80 film. million. That's such a good film. I've not seen that in such a long time. These films get get good now. Trading Places, What's that? 90. No, 90 Flashdance, 93. God, I, I hated Flashdance. Did you? Yeah. Was it, it was all about the music, though, wasn't it? Because yeah. it, it was all style over substance. So Let's be was, honest. Nobody's really seen it, seen that before, but I was thinking about it. The F- female day. welder dancing. Yeah, but I was thinking about it the other day. I, I, I'd like to do a, a bottom five. Definitely. Because Flash Dance so been <laughs> alongside Fantasia. Because that, that ruined my childhood thinking, oh, this is going to be a cartoon, like, but it's just flipping brutal uh, right. music. Just like brutal. So you want to do a top five, bottom top five films beginning with F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, number two with, was Terms of Endearment. You probably haven't seen it. God, yeah, I have seen okay. it. Okay. 109 million okay. quid. So that made that twice as much as Scarface, one. pretty much. Um, can you guess what number one was in 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 1983? Part of, part of a trilogy. I'm frantically searching for um, Academy Awards for 1983. Yeah, well, we'll go we'll go Actually, back to awards on Scarface as well. Uh, we, in 1984. So, do you want to know what the number one film was? 1983 was to so number one, and it made 252 million. So Indeed. it was like. Bang! Smashed it. No. What is it? Uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, so you were close with Indy. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming you're referring to Harrison Ford. Now. Yeah, although it might have been embarrassing myself with what year Indiana Jones was released. Um, yeah. <laughs> got to be, got to be. I, th- I thought that was a. Anyway, let's not go there. No, I'm go- I have to go there because I don't, I don't embarrass myself. 981. Okay, I thought it was late 70s I'm for some reason. I was going to say 79 actually, so that's good. Um, accolades for Scarface. Um, a few, gold, few, few golden globes in there. So in terms of endearment, caned the Oscars. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Just won everything. Yeah. Like best screenplay, best. Best director, best picture, best actress, best supporting actor, best so, screenplay. Yeah, so, so Scarface picked up nothing at the um, Academy Awards in terms of the big the big awards but at the Golden Globes Al Pacino got Best Actor Stephen Bauer got Best Supporting Actor and Giorgio Moroder got Best Original Score at the Golden Globes okay but do you know who got Best Actor at, in 1984 in with Terms of Endearment no it wasn't 
it was Robert Duval for Tender Mercies. <laughs> right, okay. But Robert Duval is obviously significant Love, when it comes to the <laughs> Robert Duval, brilliant. Okay, that's really, really good. Significant. Nice. Um, so I've completely lost my train of thought or where the hell we were now. So I just did. So you just Scarface. did Scarface. Scarface. So on you next. So you've had Goodfellas because we because we both had that. You've had a bit of Scarface. Yeah, which you um, didn't have. I had New Jack City. Yeah, I didn't have that. You didn't have Scarface. No. no. Um, Good. What have you got? I'm going to throw in City of God. Okay. We know that's in the top yeah. five. I am to be number five. Is that yeah. Yeah. I, so I had this in mind and then I took it oh, out. Oh really? Yeah. Oh God! What did you replace it with? I haven't yet. Oh, is that so why it's only four? Yeah. So you've just left the blank. So I wanted this in there, and then after I was looking into the films and I saw that it was fifth in IMDb, I thought, if that wasn't fifth, I would put this in. Okay. Because I quite like the emergence of it, and it's quite cultish, and it's very raw and yeah. artistic and sort of appreciated critically. And it feels like, look, there's, there's no... Pa- paid actors in terms of established yeah. actors and it is it, they're taking people from the uh, favelas wherever it is like the yeah. slums of Brazil and they're just going right we need to make this film it's really important I don't I mean I, sometimes I don't know how these films come to fruition but you know where they get the backing from but clearly that's a it's a big film it's a social commentary I think you Gangs. recommended this one to me actually yeah I remember watching it probably well Again, 15, 20 years ago. Thank you for bank. me, 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> 1999, okay. I don't know, actually. Um, we'll come on to I that. I don't think it's that old, actually. But, um... So it was obviously in yours as well. So what stood out for you? I mean, for me, it was like... the the, the It almost felt like a real... Um, I say high-octane, but it was just like... Everything was just so immediate, and it was so sort yeah. of like... You could die at any minute. In fact, people are just dying at yeah. any minute inconsequentially yeah. what feels like life is cheap so that that feeling of the value of life stood out for me the the, un, I, the feeling of unsatisfaction in the film for me with that actually nothing happens you know there was no reward yeah you know, I didn't feel like the loop was closed but that's that's like this isn't a typical yeah. start, middle and end film is it this is just a case of like this stuff happens this is where some people end up most of them end up in a, yeah. with a bullet in their head or something like that well, I think that unsatisfaction I remember at the time caused a lot of controversy okay. so you know it kind of glamorised the favelas but also didn't yeah. necessarily depict what life was truly like or how hard it really was for people in it it just fantasise that you know you could be a gangster and escape the favelas and stuff like that but uh, the, the quality of the kid the child actors in it mm. was incredible presumably they were just plucked off the streets kind of thing I think so it's, it's saying here that there was only one actual paid actor professional wow. actor in it of the whole film okay, which I is absolutely say, nuts I imagine it must have been an absolute nightmare to film like, yeah they say uh, the remaining cast were from real life favelas um, to get film and, crews and even the real life city of God itself yeah why have you picked it then as I say I mean for, for me it felt, I didn't so I don't need to it, talk about it. it it felt like um, I felt like I'd never seen a film like this before yeah. and I, I'd seen I'd, uh, like um, <laughs> films with kids in it being cruel to each other yeah. like Problem uh, Child Dennis and Menace Toy Story <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really gritty, hardcore, yeah. eighteen-rated um, films. But um, yeah, it felt like this was—it was new and fresh and important, and it was a story that I guess people, us in England and Western culture, kind of know about Rio de Janeiro, and you know, know like that it's a tourist place, but you've got to be super, super careful there. But actually, here's the reason why you've got to be super careful, because don't go off the beaten track. This shit is real, and this is happening. Yeah. And it's nice to get a decent backstory about what's actually happening there. And it could, the story could have been about any group of young kids with, yeah. you know, with different outcomes. But it, you know, it kind of just felt, it was a bit of fly on the wall to a certain degree, I think, yeah. It's quite interesting because Never before, 
had that kind of film made it to the mainstream but I think it almost broke its own genre as well because how, how much has been done like that since yeah right. yeah they're definitely some follow or, or maybe they, they, instantly they're not that successful because it's been done you can't really do that kind of thing again although I do remember a film filmed entirely in the ghetto with kids called Kids yes in New York yeah which is really dark yeah just about 24 hours yeah I don't know what genre you put that in, but those were just kids off the street as well. It was, um, oh dear, I embarrassed myself trying to think of a film where it was just kids killing each other, like for fun, but I can't remember. It was almost like a precursor to the Hunger Games. Okay. Um, Bat- not Battle Royale. Yeah, it's stuff Japanese like Japanese one. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. great. I think yeah. it's been remade a lot. I wouldn't say it's a gangster film, but maybe some similarities between a Battle Royale yeah. and a City of God. I'm pretty sure, you know in Kill Bill there's the pigtails girl with the mace? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they stole that from Battle Royale. Okay. Tino did. Wouldn't surprise us, yeah. would it? That There's a nod there I somewhere. Think maybe we should do every episode as a two-parter because it gives us the chance to go down these avenues. <laughs> just to go just off for one. Reel off the yeah. 15 films kind of thing. Um, um, great film though. Um, so give you, give you a bit of a flavour for the Academy Awards, it was nominated in pretty much all the big stuff. So it was nominated for Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing. So that's not bad. Not a surprise, not, not an actor, because I think back then, it's almost like now the Academy Awards, uh, they seem to be giving out the, the biggie stuff for groundbreaking stuff, where back then I think they were a little bit more conservative. Might have that wrong, but it just kind of feels that way these days. Didn't win any. No, no. But the fact that it was nominated for those was amazing. Um, At the British Academy Film Awards, it won for best editing. Um, uh, It got best foreign independent film. Yeah, that's the sort of award I think it would get. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think about other big awards. I'm sure there's an article knocking knocking around out there. What happened next to these? kids yeah got to be isn't there god knows where they are what they're doing yeah what if they turn up on something um just trying to remember some of the characters in the film great names and stuff rocket i think was the main character lil lil somebody lil uh lil lil easy or something like that um benny lil lil dice lil dice that's it yeah lil dice benny uh goose goose Shame. Maverick, goose. <laughs> yeah, it's Top Gun. Right. Um, yeah. Bearing so in mind. It's not 20 years old, I know that. It's not 1999. I think it's a lot later than I'd actually go. 2009 is too soon. 2007? 2006? So 2002. Oh, Christ. Four years out. So early. Not early than I thought yeah. it was actually. Um. But, but so what those awards you read out that it was nominated for yeah. what year was that though was that 2003 or 2004 because sometimes it's independent films take a little bit longer to come out didn't they yeah it doesn't um, I don't know it just gives the organisation the award and the reci- recipient yeah, okay. um, not the actual year of that budget box office is an absolute budget of box office is good. fucking question so, I mean, terrible question <laughs> It's going to be like half a million or a million budget or something, because no paid act, one paid actor. One paid actor. But but can you imagine all the gangsters, all the, all the corruption yeah. that they have to pay off to go to the favelas? The chickens and the cocaine. Yeah. Right. So oh, a million. So three point three. Bear in mind that's two thousand two. That's a drop in the ocean for. Yeah. Independent. I say it's a drop in the ocean. That's almost dismissive because if you and I wanted to make a film, can yeah, we go off and get three point three million quid from a? No, considering the film would probably just be about Michael Keaton and Christopher Lloyd or something. <laughs> Both playing the same people at some point in their careers. Yeah. Nice. Um, box office. Uh, again, I think it'd be low, even though it was successful. The, the independent ones don't always do that well. 20 million? It's not bad shout. It's not bad shout. About 30.6. I'm happy with that, even though it's ten million. Not out, bad. I'm happy with that. Not a bad little yeah. throwaway, man. I reckon, you know, 
semi cult status would have made a lot of money on DVDs and stuff. And yeah, when I had it on DVD, yeah. I was like, I absolutely need that in my collection because like the bonus DVD sort of stuff gave like the background pieces, which obviously has to a film like that. I think. Yeah. Um, is it worth doing a couple of honourable mentions and let's do, talk a few off? Let's do let's do an honourable mention each and then we'll cut for part two. Let's do that. So I'm Sounds good, I'm hungry. What are you yeah, having for lunch? Yeah, I've had mine. Oh. Yeah. Oh thanks. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay. I've, I've got I've got three films left and yet to decide my third. But my honourable mention, my first honourable mention, I think we'll have to do a few, is a huge curveball. Right. Is it though? I think so. Okay. Bugsy Malone. Do you know what? I've, I had that in my honourable mentions and I took it out because I'm like, Costa Pie musical, Love oh, Ed Gangsters, yeah, 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 yeah. Epic soundtrack, unbelievable film. Um, the actor that stands out for me in this more than anywhere is, is one of the unknown gangsters, is a guy that ends up in the bill. Oh really? Yeah, because a lot of them were British in it as well. It was a British film by, so directed by, written and directed by Alan Parker. Yeah, but then obviously you had a few American, definitely big names in there. Uh, Jodie Foster, obviously. Jodie Foster, one of the first films, if not the first. Scott Bio. Scott Bio, who was in Happy Days, right? Brilliant. Um, Amazing. Oh, mate, honestly, I was on Spotify the other day and listened to the soundtrack. Really? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's is it worth I mean, a little it's blast? Very, like Andrew Lloyd Webber esque, you know. Okay. But, you know, uh, so that's my honourable mention. I, I couldn't even start to begin year budget box office. You don't even know that, right? I like to just right quickly have a crack at the year. Eighty-six. So seventy-six. Fuck yeah, I'm way off. Okay, so. I was thinking, yeah, actually, yeah, budget. Three million. One million. Okay. Box office. Fifteen million. Um, that's coming in at 2.8. Oh, wow, so died, basically. Basically. Terrible honourable mention. But, right. but a, no, I get it. It's a curveball, because it's, you know, gangsters. Okay. Um, Sam's Grand Slam. 76, I might as well have just said 1900. I'm going to have a... Um, What's your honourable mention? Oh, well, how many are allowed? Just, just one at the moment, oh. and I'm sure we'll get another. But I've got 18. <laughs> Um, which one shall I have? Oh, um, oh. It's, it's really, 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 really difficult. Um, so hard. As an honourable mention, I think I'm going to have to go with um, Leon. Oh, see, I put that in my, in my honourable mention list and took it out because I didn't class it as a gangster film. Mm, okay, so why haven't you classed that as a gangster film? I think it's more crime, okay. espionage. You know, I don't think you could have assassin as a genre, could you? But um, oh, it's good. Who's who's the cop in it? Well, it's Gary Oldman. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And like, but that just there's a bit where he's walking down the corridor and yeah. like he's he's, oh. he's at halfway through, I think, and he's he's off to get uh, Leon, and he just he pops something, I don't know what it is, some capsule, and like just rolls his eyeballs and just like does that insane, <laughs> like, right, I'm now ready I'm to do game. it. It's just like oh, madness. Oh, the milk bit, the milk thing stands out for me in Leon. Oh yes. When he, every day he fills a glass with milk and he fills it with a different line on the glass. Nice. It's actually called Leon the Professional, the film. Um, do you want to have a crack at the year? 91. 94. Budget? 10 million. 16. Box office? 20 million. That's hard. 46. Okay. okay. I don't remember that being particularly successful at the time. Oh, yeah. I, I remember it coming out as, like, well, it's got Gary Oldman, it's got Jean Reno in it, Natalie Portman's in Small it. Small cast. It had Danny Aiello in it. I, can't, I don't know if that's how Who was also in Jacob's Ladder. With that Tim Robbins film, that sort of Vietnam yeah. one, which is really, really good. Um, I know one thing for sure, that's probably not going to be trying to guess the year the budget of the box office after the second part of this again. I'll just lay it on you. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like guessing though, so that's okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so, are we having any more honourable mentions or? Um, let's do one really, really quick one. So, I'm going to go. Is this an honourable mention? Honourable mention, yeah. but. Debatable honourable mention. 
Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Because is that more of a crime? Well, it's in my honourable mention as well. Theft film than a. It's a it's a gangster. It's classic gangster film. It's classic gangster. Of course it is. It's gangsters. Well, they're doing a job. It's gangsters. They're all ex-cons, aren't they? Be ambitious. Um, <laughs> are you alright? Do you need the toilet? That's my Tim Roth impression. <laughs> Brilliant. So is that is it is this got the classic sort of Mexican standoff ending where oh, they're so good. they're all like just basically pointing a gun at each other so and it's just like it itchy triggers. I mean, a film like we need to think of a genre that Reservoir Dogs fits well in um, to, to, to do it justice like top five Tarantino. I know he's only made yeah. nine films. Top, just because uh, the depth of that film mm. I, I heard the other day actually that um, it was filmed in like a mortuary or something Okay. and the kit in the mortuary wasn't removed and they couldn't afford to remove it and so they, wow. didn't, so they didn't so some of the stuff around them is real oh wow okay <laughs> so it's not like a part of the set it's just no, no. That's, that's the stuff yeah that's great. I mean, I, I just love the the premise that you don't get their real names. They're called Mr. Brown, yeah. Mr. Pink, Mr. You know, whatever. And it's just like they're having that. It's just that riffing dialogue in a cafe to kick off with. And I love the fact that you know, Chris Penn plays nice Madonna? guy Eddie. They're talking about Madonna, I think. Yeah, like a virgin, maybe. Oh, they're like talking that. about what like a virgin is about. I think. Okay, well, that sounds the about song, right. I think. Oh yeah, mate. Tarantino's in that as well, obviously, isn't he? Tarantino, I think, does, does not turn up in all of his films, so he's Mr. Brown in this he's one. In, he's only in that beginning scene, because then he gets killed, I think, in the... You yeah, don't see him get killed. Yeah, he's just off, isn't he? Uh, but, yeah, great cast list. Um, Lawrence Tierney, Steve Buscemi, Chris Penn, Michael Manson, obviously Tim Roth. I just think, yeah, brilliant. And obviously old Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Who's kind of like a recurring... Gangster, I think he's probably in Mean Streets or something like that, an yeah, early Scorsese one. Now in, compare them, no, not compare them, Marcus. Compare them, <laughs> direct line. Di- direct line. line. It's Mr. Wolf. Brilliant. No, sorry. Which is a, which is a play fiction. on his Pulp Fiction, sorry, isn't it? Yeah, not Reservoir Dogs. Jesus. Jesus. So this was kind of like, was this like um, Tarantino's version of a spaghetti western gangster film? Is that the genre? I think so. So I heard when Tarantino released Hateful Eight, he wanted to do that many years before, but oh, knew right. he couldn't do it. Couldn't, okay. Couldn't get the funding on the production right, right. That period of his life, and he's heavily influenced by westerns. So okay. I think it's a bit of like a Seven Samurai style thing. Okay. That makes sense, doesn't it? It's a it's a remake, or it's a it is basically a western. But it's set in a faceless America, yeah. in a room for the whole film kind of thing, okay. which actually is very much like the Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I went to the cinema to see this twice, by the way, you? when it first came out, so, and I was like, "That was amazing." Went by myself, and then basically just like took a load of mates and said, "You've all got to watch this yeah. film." I got this on DVD limited edition. Do you remember when they were all like? Metal tins and oh, stuff, yes. stuff. The blood splatter across Oh, it. nice. Yeah. Great. It's obviously got that classic soundtrack stuck in the middle oh. with you when he just takes the ear. And a little green bag. Nice. Dun, 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 so good. Is that, is that when they're walking down the yeah. street? Almost like the opening sequence, that, isn't it? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's some big facts about Reservoir Dogs, so we need to come back for that one. Definitely. Um, yeah. 91, 92? Yeah, 92. I didn't realise it was old. Yeah. So 92, so that's the same as Goodfellas. Yeah. And New Jack around the same. Yeah. Wow, I thought it was later than that. Yeah. Okay. And I do, I have to lie, I have to confess, sorry, that I have... You've been doing research? No, I have looked up this <laughs> film right. in the last couple of weeks. Okay. So I remember budget box offices like... A million budget, yeah. three million or two million boxes. About that, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew, I knew, I remember watching that, but it's probably made seventeen billion in DVD sales. I would have thought. Just ridiculous. That, that well, the fact is, there's things like the indirect commercial success of a film like this is hard to measure, isn't it? Because it's allowed Tarantino obviously to go off and do other things. Bit of a springboard on setting the tone for what his films. Were going to look like, yeah. 
as well. So yeah, the critical reception, massive. Um, there's a whole section on uh, Wikipedia about the home media piece, the soundtrack, um, going into things like how many units were sold, video games, all that kind of stuff, as you would expect. Can't get oh, accolades. Video game, that would be one of the worst <laughs> video games ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, who's going to pull the trigger first? Mm. Um, I don't know if they got many awards or anything like that. Uh, Steve yeah, Buscemi won the 1992 Independent Spirit Award for Best Supporting Male. Just cult, cult classic, though. Cult classic. Um, so before we cut to the break, then, for part two... What's your second one mention? Oh, uh, I'm going to give you year budget and box office. Okay, okay. Uh, and I'm not going to make it easy on, on myself then. Um, I'm going to go with the Italian job. Oh, you look disappointed. No, no, it, it was on my it's on my honourable mention list. Um, okay. Presumably, uh, the the 2003 remake, not the original. Absolutely, the the, the remake yeah. Yeah. Um, with um, Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who else is uh, it. The minis again, no. but with the new version minis. I, I remember quite enjoying it actually. So let's go with the um, what I can only imagine was a film made in the 60s with Michael Caine. Well, we'll come on to that. Version. John. Yeah. Um, with short sure, Benny Hills in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just, just a film with lots of nice one-liners in. It's, it's, it just, well. it's just romps along kind of film where it's you got like the prison connections. Yes, we're going to do this heist. Um, classic British film. We're going to dump. I think it's probably Turin where they filmed it with yeah. the minis. Um, hence the Italian job. Great last. A sequence where the the coach is just tiltering on the edge of a cliff, which has been done with, with the with, yeah, with a sort of like is it gold bullion that they've got there? And he goes, does he turn around? What is the last line? He's like, hang on, guys, I think I've got a plan or yeah. something like that. What and would you just, do? Well, this is this has been um, considered many many times, hasn't it? And there's lots of um, things online about what the next steps were and how you get that gold from. You know, without, without the bus teetering off the edge of a yeah. cliff. Because um, if you leave the bus, the bus is gone. We could, yeah. If you stay there, you could die. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like everybody walks to the end and tries to bring it down onto the cliff and then get some rocks in there to stabilise it and you just get one person to go down and try and bring back the gold bit by Yeah, I mean, that's, I always thought that's what i do. You just get off the bus, let it crash, and just go down and pick up the okay, million. Yeah. <laughs> it's what's, simple. What's, what's the debate? Yeah. Uh, but the fact is, it's left open-ended with, um, was it self-preservation society yeah. just going off in the background? So beautiful, yeah, absolutely. Look, another film, actually, this probably is like Saturday afternoon Christmas viewing where you can go and have a blast at that. Yeah. Um, so yeah um, any comments from you not really apart from you have to guess budget right. budget box office in the year so it's a year I'll probably go for I'm going to go for about 68 69 oh that wasn't one, bad one year um, budget it's 68 I'm going to go for um, I'm going to go for 5 million 3 million Okay. Very good shot. Um, I'm box. actually scrambling to find box office. Oh right, okay. Um, um, but I've got a deb- I've got a debated okay. figure here, so we'll go um, with that. I'm gonna go with 35. 10. Oh god. But I don't know. Shot me bolt. They're massive. I don't know how true it is. So anyway, we'll catch up with you guys in part two. Yeah, great. I'm off to get some lunch. Cheers, Jack. Bye. See ya. Bye.